Turn, 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 And welcome back to the show, guys. We are here for another edition of Guest Speaker Quarantine Series. And we are sitting down today with our special guest, Heath240. How are you, sir? I am very, very good, man. I'm just living life, man. How about yourself? I am, I am doing great. We just had a nice off-air uh, conversation. I can't. I yeah, said, definitely. I had to stop it, bro. I was like, you know what? We got to press the record button on this one. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show tonight, man. I'm really, really appreciative of you being here and taking the time. Uh, and I want to say congratulations on two things. You just graduated college, you were telling me. So from Northeast, yes. congratulations. College. Yes, thank you. Uh, and also, you just got 40,000 streams on Attention, your new single, which is, yes. I know, uh, I know it's definitely an accomplishment. And uh, yeah, a good one. And I want to talk about that song, absolutely, uh, down the line. But I want to backtrack just a little bit and talk about your first project that you dropped yeah. uh, a while ago, The Hometown Hero. This was, that was a 2019 album, correct? Yeah, yeah, September 2019. So, uh, so I just got through that uh, before we got on here. And one, I'm very impressed with that I wanted to say. And <laughs> I, I do like it. I, I know, I know you were, you're a little bit uh, critical yeah. of it. But one of the things I loved was how much you rep Boston or like how you, oh, you, yeah. you wanted to put that Boston feeling on it. I loved that. I loved how like, so was that you at the end of each song walking up to somebody asking them, what does Boston mean to you? Because I thought yeah. that was it the very first time um on the first song although i think you were, was it you talking to somebody else about the boston scene and you were just and all she said was like okay <laughs> yeah no like like it, like those were so like i so the idea was was like just that like because the whole down here i just want to make it really feel like you're like like what are people's takes on it because everybody's different take of why like like how it is here so i just went up to like um some random people some of mostly my friends and like my mom and um but like we just kind of went up to them just to ask and see what they say and like it was all one take there was no no script i just wanted i like i didn't even ask them i was doing it i just came up with my phone my voice memo on my phone i was like so what's boston to you and like first thing off the top of the mind because like you can hear on one of the songs uh i don't need that my friend goes my friend luke goes oh he what's boston to you oh he's too forward as a pussy and i'm like oh okay like fine <laughs> fine that's that's in there that's good and, it, and like i have to see like kind of links to each song so it just came out like that man that's i awesome. thought it would be cool to make a concept i guess a good attempt it's dope no and it certainly you know it does hold that concept and and i so you, i know you consider yourself so i want to know why this is i don't know if this is a self-proclaimed title or what so you're the, you're the bedroom pop rapper is, yeah. is so, so you claim and i i do i do hear you know bedroom pop influences in your music but i also hear other things too i think that's you know uh, not indicative of you as a whole you know mm -hmm. you obviously like you mix on particularly on that uh on that on that album, The Hometown Hero, you mix in some jazz and some electronic and even like house and contemporary yeah. pop, hip hop and things like that. So you can kind of blend a lot of nice genres, but what about the, uh, the bedroom pop rapper title? Why, how did that kind of come, up, uh, come about? Well, so, uh, like after, so after I finished that project, like, like there's definitely bedroom pop influences on that project. Like I kind of like, I didn't, even, I didn't even like, I didn't like, I didn't like, cause I make all the music. I mean, I record all the, write all the music in my bedroom. Then I send it out to my friend Jonah to mix it down for me. But um, like when I was like, and it kind of has that DIY aesthetic, like feel to it when I make it. And um, so 
when I was like doing that, like I'd step back from that project and I was like, dang, like I feel like a little bit for me personally, I felt like I was a little bit all over the place, you know, I was like doing this, doing that, doing this. And I was like, damn, let me hone in on what's really working for me. And at the time the song Pollen was like working and like that was the only song that was really working from there. And that like that song for me had like the kind of like bedroom poppy kind of feel like sing song you kind of that like tingy Rhodes piano beat thing you know so I was like okay this seems like this seems like the way I'm going to go and my good friend Aiden who uh does stuff at Sleepless Boston he kind of helped me go bro like the way you dress the way you like you are bro it's just like you're just like a bedroom pop dude bro like and like you're like a bedroom pop dude that kind of raps so it's like I was like oh shit and like if you hear like the new music that I'm working on new that's about to come out very very soon you're going to hear like oh this is like cross the line from being kind of like, oh, it's kind of bedroom poppy to like, oh, this dude is making like bedroom pop, like neo soul, R&B, whatever, indie rock type shit, bro. It's very, it's a big transition from like what I was doing before. Well, that's cool. You're almost like you're, you're challenging yourself in a way to like, you know, really hone in on a certain sound that you think that's working. Uh, Yeah. Pollen is your most uh, streamed song on Spotify. So I know attention's halfway there. You got about 80,000 I saw on, on Pollen. Um, that's the other cool part I think about this particular album is it's not just about you going around asking people like what Boston means to them. You, you even put elements of Boston in there. Like, you know, you talk about like there's uh, sports come up as, as a topic. Yep. Right? Uh, and then obviously even just not only sonically, but topically, like you even you ref- do like uh, almost seasons, right? Like some of the, some of the production sounds like they actually, it would go with certain seasons and, and some yeah. songs literally like are named after certain seasons, like pollen something I'm dealing with at the moment right now. And if anyone can hear my voice, but, <laughs> but um, so you really kind of encaps, you know, encapsulate Boston as a whole, like when you're talking about weather, I mean, there's even one of the skits too is uh, the, a weather report with all the snow, which I thought yes, was exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so in terms of uh, as a whole, so what does Boston mean to you though? If, uh, if you were to ask it to yourself. That's, that's a hard question. Like Boston to me, I would say, like, for me, Boston is just, like, home. <laughs> I, I get like, it. I think it's, like, so, like, general. But, like, really, like, I've been, I, like, I've been born, raised here, grew, uh, grew up in Jamaica Plain, in between Jamaica Plain and Canton, Massachusetts. Um, I live in Roxbury right now. I've been living in Roxbury for the past uh, year or so. Because, uh, yeah, for the past year, I've been in Roxbury. Um, and it's just, like, home. Like, my whole family's here. Like, nobody like I don't know I don't think any of my family members live out alone my cousin lives in Miami but besides that everybody's here like I this is all I know and like it's like and like that's kind of like what it's like a lot of things and that's why like the album has like a span of topics like going from like oh like having fake friends on pollen to um like cameras talking about girl problems or um the intro track talking about uh talking a little bit about police violence and talking about being afraid to do what you want to do because of stereotypes. Like it's, 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 a, it's a range of emotions on there because there's a range of things I've experienced here. Cool. Yeah. So it's really like just your kind of your upbringing, your, 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 your come up, yeah. you know, project. Uh, that's, that's an, that was your first full length project. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like, if you, if you look on the internet, you like do a deep scrub. Like I used to go by a different name. I'm not going to say it's on the way finds that shit. But like, if you <laughs> yeah, go like, on that tip, you could probably find it. like some old stuff. Yeah, I'm avoiding it. Like, like, I'm like, my, my idea is like, like if anything, if this stuff does work out, like, like, and I do have, like, I do get a fan base, it'll be like one of those funny Easter eggs that maybe like somebody just randomly stumbled upon. Oh, this is before he was like, like, I don't leave it like that. Just a little Easter egg, I guess. 
if shit works. <laughs> Probably know we're gonna hear it again. Like I think I looked at it like maybe a couple a couple weeks back and it had like seventy six plays. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but that came out in high school though, so it was like it was, I wasn't rapping more. It was a different time, man. You know what I mean? And you were still you're yeah. still honing in on that bedroom pop sound, trying to find that. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? It's we all we all go through our trials and tribulations. I trust me, our first episode was was not uh was not this. I'll just put it that way. It's it's not, not what you <laughs> We uh we we've talked about it before. Our our old listeners are gonna know they're gonna like probably roll their eyes right now. And be like, he's literally mentioned this like seven times. He needs to stop. But like, I'm not kidding. My my co-host and I uh, that used to do this with uh, Cody. Yep. We we when we first started, we had a Guitar Hero mic. We put in oh, my wow. my old room in Medford, my attic of a room that I was I was renting out with a bunch of my friends in in Medford. Mm-hmm. It was my bedroom, two two chairs, my old uh, one of my old computers, a uh, a, mic, a guitar hero microphone in a cup and we talked down into it like this and i'm <laughs> how we recorded the first thing we didn't have a we didn't have like a studio microphone we didn't have a stand we had nothing you know what i mean so it's just oh it's the humble beginnings bro you know yeah, humble just, beginnings but that makes for a great come up absolutely amen to yes. that so you, so you grew up in jamaica plain and you yes. moved, you moved, just moved to roxbury somewhat recently then yeah, yeah, I grew up. I so I went to so I went to middle school and elementary school. I'm at middle school. Sorry, elementary, middle, and um part of high school, in uh in in Boston in West Roxbury, um and then my last two years of high school, I went to Canton High in uh South Shore for a little bit and lived I lived out there, um and like that was interesting for us like it being like going from being kind of like West Roxbury is kind of like suburbs I guess but um. But kind of going from like city to the suburbs, it was a very interesting dichotomy that I had to deal, uh, deal with. Um, but then I have yeah, been Jamaica playing since when I went to college. I lived on campus for a little bit. Um, then I uh, uh, and then I moved to I moved. I've been living in Jamaica playing again for some time with my parents. Then my parents moved to Roxbury, but I moved to Roxbury earlier to live with my friend Berger, who is also a dope musician. Um, so I went out, so I lived with him for a couple months and I just recently after like December, I moved, no, after January, I moved back with my parents. So I've been here for like a month or so in Roxbury. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I know you're not really technically, so you didn't really grow up in Roxbury, but you definitely have some roots in Roxbury for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, my mom grew up in Roxbury. Yeah. And there's been some big hip hop artists that have come from Roxbury. I mean, most notably Guru of Gangstar is one of them, like probably one of the OGs and you have other guys too, even even in the in the mainstream right now is, or well, I shouldn't say mainstream, but in, in the mainstream Boston scene, like guys like Hefe Replay. So, mm-hmm. what is it for you to kind of be a part of that that kind of movement in in Roxbury right now and and be a voice for it? Is that something you think about, or are you more just like you want to be a voice for for Boston, or, or is that is that not even something you think about either in terms of like being a voice for this for the city? Um. So, kind of going back to one thing, like so, Guru, my mom actually went to high school. Uh, and like went through school to with guru like yeah yeah she knew she knew him for a long long time even my dad knew him too which is funny so like that because like when you said that i was like oh crap like like i'm like damn i like like, it just it's just funny because my mom would be like oh i remember he used to tell me he wanted to be a rapper and he was moving to new york and like he did it yeah so but um but kind of going back like for like I always like I always thought myself I was like yeah I really want to be like the person to be like yo boss and this boss and that where Red Sox out here where like we're like you know just kind of keep that alive and kind of be like oh like I want to be like one of the people when they think of like like because there's no not too many people you'd be like oh Boston um especially with this newer generation like Boston oh who do you think of 
um maybe like maybe benzino i guess like i don't know like i don't like maybe but like you know, like i wanted to be the like cousins did really like when you think yeah of- like cousins did yeah, like if somebody thinks Boston, they're gonna think of cousin Stiz. So it's like, okay, but I want to be one of those people. Like, oh, when I when I think of Boston, it's like cousin Stiz. Oh, he too, kind of like the way you think of Toronto. You're like, oh, Drake, The Weeknd, Nav, uh, Tory Lanez. It kind of has to like that kind of ring to it. Where like you know where they're from, they're not trying to shy away from it, you know. And like I guess like Jordan Lucas too kind of fits that mold, but he's not really from he's from Massachusetts, but still same thing. Yeah, no, I um, I no, that makes sense. I with in, in terms with um. With Joyner Lucas, I know he's more Worcester, but he still represents yeah. like, the, the state. You know what I mean? And then when you think yeah. about, of course, you think Boston. So like that, <laughs> make you know that 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 connection makes sense. But I don't think a lot of people, when they look at Joyner Lucas, though, they're like no. they don't think Boston, and it and it's not really, uh, and, and it makes sense why because he he wasn't really repping Boston ever before, regardless. No. So it makes sense, but um, but yeah, you're but you know, so you're somebody that you know you obviously would like to you know be a voice for Boston but you know we were talking a little bit off air too just like about how hard it is to like really take yourself to the next level in Boston yeah. uh, talk to me a little bit about that like wh- what do you think the, the state of the Boston music scene is at the moment and like what do you think needs to change to kind of for us to elevate to a point where you know we're really recognized nationally with the with the Torontos with the LA's the New York's you know Atlanta yeah. Chicago right uh, you know, talk to me a little bit about what um, thoughts are on that. So, uh, like, so the current state, I think, I think it's like definitely like, like maybe like from my, like from my perspective at least, because like I'm relatively new to like, like, like as like you mentioned yourself, kind of finding yourself in this boss scene. Like I was jam, I'm jam. Like I knew, like I knew of like, like back in like middle school, high school, like Malfi and stuff when he was like really like a big, a big thing, you know? And like, that was kind of like my entry level into like the Boston hip hop scene, XYZ. Then being a part of it, I kind of learned about everybody. But like, from my perspective, it's like, dang, there's a bunch of people working towards the same goal. And there's the goals. It, it feels like the thing is like, there's, there's definitely like an energy that I haven't felt. Like, and like say I'm 23 years old. So like people might take this out of context who are older. Like, no, there's always been this feeling. Like, but like for me right now, there's like this energy that's going like with the people like the Van Buren, um oh, yeah. even Sean Wire, you know, and uh it's just like this momentum kind of building where it's like, oh, okay, there's like there's like some type of energy to the city right now. And like that's something I never felt before. So one, I think that's a dope thing, but like kind of taking it to the next level, like it's kind of hard because there's no imp- like I feel like there's not been there's not like an infrastructural path. Like so I went out, so I've been out to Chicago a couple of times to work with uh Superboy, who's um pretty good friends with Chance and um t- uh, Taylor Bennett. On Chance's little brother, and like we're, I was kind of having a conversation with him, and I was like, "Hey, so what do you think? Like, 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 what do you think makes like, like Chicago so, like? There's like a like there's a scene from like lo- really local, local, like going to open mics to like, oh, we're gonna tour this whole country like arenas with Chance and Kanye and Common and Twista. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, of there's a lot of guys out there, and he was, and like his explanation was kind of like, oh, well it has to come down to the elder statesmen in like the game and like and like it comes down to like okay so chance was starting off he got help from somebody who else took it there you know what i mean and it's the elder statesmen but it's not necessarily responsibility but in their culture like in the culture of the local chicago hip-hop scene and you can see in the atlanta hip-hop scene it's like really like young thug oh i i i heard gunner's music i really fuck with them you're coming with me type stuff you know what i mean so that's one issue aspect of it i don't think that's the whole problem but i think that's like one major thing was like okay 
there's no like infrastructure of like this person's looking for people to really kind of bring them up here. You know what I mean? Like a place like New York is like, there's people scouting for talent everywhere in New York. You know what I mean? You go to the right open mic or the right showcase, you get from the right people that actually were like, damn, we've been looking for this fresh breath of air. We can take them to what record label, you know what I mean? And there's no record labels here in Boston too, which kind of is like, like, well, no, like major, like majors, I guess, you know, like there's definitely like independent record labels here, but like, there's no majors, which kind of like, it kind of kills the culture. You know what I mean? It's like, what record label am I going to go to? Like, you can't just walk down the street and be like, oh, this is Columbia right here. Let me drop a demo in or like something like, even though that might not work, but it could, you know what I mean? And it just instills that culture. It's like, there's an option. Yeah. Yeah. It's in our backyard. It's not like this thing. Okay. Like big record labels in New York. Okay. Big record labels in Los Angeles, big record labels in Atlanta, where it's like, okay, like they just instills a, it just instills a culture of like this new stuff is like right in our backyard and like we're this is very capable because we've seen other people do it and we saw their steps they take there you know it's kind of it's like it's a knowledge thing it's definitely a knowledge thing where it's like there's a lack of knowledge on how to do it and everybody's finding it out for themselves but with outer statesmen who kind of be like yo don't do this because that doesn't make sense but this is the keys to kind of forward that's like what i think a lot of people are missing Interesting. So yeah, there really isn't somebody that's in that position. That does, that does make a lot of sense. And, yeah. and, and right. So, you know, maybe there isn't anybody at the moment. I mean, we, we talked a little bit off air about like, uh, like cousin Stiz, right? Like yeah. he put Sean wire on his album. Um, that's uh-huh. like an example of that, but yes, cousin Stiz is a nationally known name, but is he really, I mean, is he, he's not obviously a Drake or a Kendrick or mm-hmm. you know, even to the level of like a young thug or a chance to rapper, yeah. like not, you know, and it's not, that's no knock on cousin Stiz. No. This is no, an artist, bro. I mean, he's one of the best to come out of the city. And he, I love yeah, it. Hell yeah. yeah. I Rep- love his double time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But you're right. He's, he's not quite there yet on, on a popularity level. And, and that's okay. But right. At this, you're right. I think that there's nobody, there's no infrastructure. There's nobody there. And it's interesting to kind of hear you, um, you know, being able to travel out and, and talk to other artists about their scenes and kind of, kind of talk to them about yeah. what, what goes on there. I know, I know you, and you even said off air too, you were, um, we, you, you had gone to New York a couple of times as well and yeah. kind of started out, uh, you know, the, the scene there and the talent there. So tell me a little bit about, you've obviously been to Chicago. Tell me a little bit about New York. Yeah, so New York, like, so like, New York is like a, New York, that's where I kind of see myself fitting in the most. But like going out to New York, like I basically went out there because my girlfriend just moved out there. So I kind of been like, kind of looking for ways to go there. And um, just, to, just to see the vibe, because I like, I was like, because I think I'm, maybe probably gonna move there but like i'm not quite quite sure yet with all this coronavirus stuff kind of throws all my plans weird and like i've heard like a lot of people that i met in new york they're leaving new york because it's like there's probably not gonna like even though a lot of things are probably gonna open up and get better by like 2021 ish it doesn't seem like new york's gonna get up and running to like way later on you know so like a lot of people i know are yeah exactly and like a lot of people i know like are like oh we're just we're just hitting the rope we're going i'm going down to atlanta so like, but like from my time being there beforehand, when I kind of got, like, I was like trying to find shows that kind of have that, like, that fact, like, like, like that's going on, like what's happening, you know, I ended up going to a Bradford Kim show, the Boston, uh, Boston, Boston boys, um, Boston boys, Sammy Adams, but, but <laughs> that's came in my head, but, uh, uh, yeah, no, no, no. not, not Sammy Adams for anybody that was confused by that. They're Boston, but, uh, they're, not, they're not Boston's boy. I think that was, doesn't that his, that was his slogan. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I always forget about Sammy Adams because I hate to say that I didn't take him seriously. At oh, no. Horrible. But when you, when you look at his music then and now, it just hasn't aged well. I think that's the biggest problem with it, honestly. Yeah. 
he's not really rapping anymore. I mean, he, he has jumped on a track with um, one of our, fri- our sh- friends of the show, Trevi, who has also been on before. Okay, don't. And yeah, I mean, and they made an, a pretty cool track together called Wimbledon. But, you know, you're mm-hmm. really not seeing like, like Sammy, Sammy Adams isn't dropping music like, like that right? Like, anymore. No. It's just it not. Like, yeah. It was definitely like of a time era, you know, like even at the time, like it's like that, like I always call it fr- like frat rap. You know what I mean? It was like for the right. frat boys, you know, like get like kind of get like hype with that. Like in like, it's funny to get the time. It was like really because I remember that song driving me crazy by him. I I thought that was a bomb, but I was in I was in middle school too, so like like get my like, you know what I mean. So it's like, but I thought that thing was a bop, you know. And like Mac Miller at the same time was kind of doing the same lane of things, but it, it, he was like, more of a traditional rapper though, like a rapper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He, I mean, he ended up being one of the like artistically speaking, Mac ended up becoming like one of I, i'm not saying this even because just because he's dead but like when you're talking about you know rest in peace mac of course yeah. but when you're talking about like his progression right like Crazy. Adams never progressed no way like mac did like they kind of had the similar rap style then but mac knew how to like break through that and like give us something different like you know he gave us very like somber uh more like almost indie sounds on his last cut you know on his Wait, last that album was fire that like that album was it, like kind of going back to the bedroom pop type thing, dude. Uh, but like that's like one of the things was like because because that kind of has that like not not say bedroom pop, bro, but it just has that like very acoustic kind of feel yeah. to it, mm-hmm. that warm feeling. But yeah, no, just saying, no, 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 you're good. And like, and I'm just it's just it's just cool for him to see him like evolve musically. And then when you look mm-hmm. at, you know, I'm kind of going like backwards in a way, but you yeah. know, the album before like one of his albums before that, Divine Feminine, very rooted in like neo soul. Yeah maybe more like the sound that you're kind of looking for in a way Mm -hmm. like going for and then you know before that i mean it was good good am which was more you know had more of that hip-hop sound but then you know et cetera et cetera then obviously you found you know watching movies which was a lot more like rooted in like odd future style so seeing the progression and someone like mac show his artistic talent versus like Someone like you know, like that has Sammy Adams hasn't really exactly. I mean, know how we got on this this topic. And you were talking about <laughs> the bre- the brevin. <laughs> no, 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 because it, but it's like a, it's an interesting deep dive into like into like because like yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but like it, like is as you mentioned, Mac Miller is just like a beast, bro. Like I I I like I can like talk about Mac all day. But um, so, you, so you're a big fan of Mac, and you I, you, you told me you're a big fan of, of Chance as well. And I can, it's funny, I didn't, I didn't want to say this to you because I I didn't, (laughs) I didn't want to make it seem like I was just like, so, uh, you sound like Chance the Rapper explained to me that right now, but you know what I mean? But I totally got, I get the chance, uh, in your, yeah, in your cadence, especially like even just the way that you're able to kind of like switch pitches, like mid, mid uh, bar, you know what I mean? You, you do it a little bit. I think it's just a chance that used to do that a lot when it's acid rap. I know. Yeah. Big day, say what you want about the- I'm at like, but, but uh, like, Ch- like Chance, he's like, like, for my thing is that, that and that's partially the reason, like, kind of, um, partially the reason the better pop thing. It's like, I had like the heavy, heavy chance. It's like, yo, man, I'm not gonna lie, I was bumping to Acer, I used to bump Acer at least once a week for like f- maybe up until the 2000, maybe up until 2018, dude. Like, uh, yeah, it's like I'm like a lot. Of, like I never like it's like it's like to this day. Like I haven't listened to it much recently because I kind of like time changes. Like my tastes have kind of changed. But like I'm I, I'm a heavy chance. Like I was a heavy chance. Like fiend. Like I used to love chance. I knew all of his like 
I do all his like weird deep cut features he did with like unknown Chicago artists. Like I was like I was like that deep into the chance. Like I was like to an obsessive point, right? right? And like with that project, I was like this at the time my reference from making that project, because I made that project like when I was actually recording that project, it was easily 2018, 2017, beginning to late 2017, early 2018, when I was really recording it, recording and writing it. And at that time my head my headspace was like, I because the big I'm not the big day wasn't out, but the uh coloring book one oh, out before and I, I'm not gonna lie I'm not, I, wasn't I wasn't really, really big, big I was really, really, really like it I'm not gonna lie I'm not I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like big chance fan hated, 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 hated coloring book really coloring book. Yeah, yeah, hated hated coloring book. oh it wasn't for me, for me. Yeah. well because I know a lot of people that don't obviously like this big day album and and rightfully so I wasn't a huge fan of it either but I liked I mean I'm not I'm not religious you know at all you know, but uh, in terms of in terms of coloring book, I thought it was I thought per- personally I thought sonically that was amazing. I thought just like the, the the some of the gospel sounds that he hit, like he really freaking hit. But I mean, I guess it, it's a personal preference thing. Acid rap was obviously like I think the difference is I think because Kanye, you could tell that album was a little bit very heavily Kanye influenced. Yeah, gospel like so we kind of heard something like it already. I don't think anybody really heard at the time anyway something like acid rap it was so unique especially for the time it was so just it didn't make sense but it did you know what i mean at the same time like it was it was a breath of fresh air but yet it was so grating at 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 points it was you know it was really just a a very interesting project to break down like it still still kind of blows my mind to this day um it's I, I was so pumped when this they finally put it on streaming services by the way yeah yeah that was so that was a big that was like a big thing too because that's what kind of made me start revisiting it again like that when i haven't released it to to it too much free, re- recently yeah. but like my thing is like the reason why i didn't like the big i mean not the big day uh i didn't like that one either but the um coloring <laughs> book that much uh it's because it's because like being such a hardcore stand dude i'm i'm waiting for where's as a rap part two i need as a rap part two and like there then again it's like necessarily not like it was like there was like moments where it kind of felt like it had that kind of feeling it's like oh but like it was just just a different album it was just like it was just different and like that's not to like that's just me being like a hyper fan of like because like that's and that's what i came to realize about myself i was a hyper fan of a project not like chance like I like Chance as a dude. He thinks he's a nice guy, you know. But like as a project, I was like a hyper fan of that one. Even like Ten Day, I really like Ten Day a lot too. But like I wasn't like so into Ten Day that like I need to listen to all the time. But it was just that one project. So I realized I'm like, damn, I'm not like a real. Like I, that's why I hate to say like I'm like I, I used to be a super fan at a point, you know what I mean. But now I'm just like, I just I, like I'm a fan of one album. But the one person I realized I'm a super fan of is Tyler Creator. Like mm-hmm. I can see that I see the flower boy in the back, and I'm like, yo, that's one of my favorite albums. Well, okay. When you all right, so kind of going back to this conversation, then, and, I've, and I have yeah. said this on the show before in, in episodes, where I love artists like a Tyler, like a Mac Miller, that don't make the same project though. Like I, yeah, I, hear, I hear your point, right? Like Acid Rap was was amazing, and it was different. It was weird. It was unique. I want to talk to you about that being weird, by the way, because it's something yep. in your lyrics, lyrics quite a yes. bit. Um, and for me though, it was really cool. Uh, you know, in the moment, but. I'll, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for you a bit. And I, I know you, you, the answer for you, like you just want another acid rap, but yeah. I, for me, it's almost opposite. I almost feel like let that be, you know what I mean? Like acid mm-hmm. point in time, let it, I almost feel like if he had done another acid rap or like acid rap, it would actually take away a little bit from acid rap, especially yeah. 
wasn't as good. So like, mm-hmm. and I think to, to evolve, you know, I mean, you can find your sound, but if you're going to want, if you're going to evolve in, in really anything, you want to try to adapt and, and improve and get yep. better right things. That's why I love guys like Tyler where, who have come mm-hmm. out and said, I will never make the same album. If you want to go listen to Goblin, go listen to Goblin. I will never make another Goblin. And he has stated by that. And, and, and you hear it in his music. I mean, yeah. when you hear Flower Boy, do you think the same person that made Flower Boy made Cherry Bomb or, or Goblin or even Baxter? I don't no, know. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And like, and like it's, it's, it, but like the thing, like it's crazy because it's like, it's like at the time, because like, I remember when I remember when Bastard dropped. I remember like I was like looking at the little blogs. I'm like, oh, who's this guy who's talking of like about like his like his like mental state like in this crazy way? And it's like it's like well, it's just so dark. Like V, uh, what's it? V VHS? No, yeah, yeah. Uh, VCR wheels. Yeah, VCR wheels. That's like when I heard that and I saw the music video for that. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And that like, but then you lit, jump forward to like even Igor because I love Igor, and you're like you're like whoa. This is crazy, but like it's a weird thing is because I have seen him tweet. He goes, French like like new magic wand. I've been trying to make new magic wand since I made French. You know oh, what I mean? French, yes. Oh my god, that so shit. It's, oh. So it's kind of like he's like like I always feel like like when he's like he's like he doesn't make the same song at all, but he takes elements like he he takes the feeling of songs. Then just like he's like uh, let's crank this up to ten because I know actually now now when I produce I know how to do this with my production skills. I know how to rap. I know how to really convey my convey my feelings like in the most precise manner right. to make this really like compelling no that's okay that's that's actually a, all right see there you go now see that's a that's a, a good point counterpoint to my point and and now in thinking about that too if you even hear a song like earthquake earthquake sounds like it, it probably could have been on flower boy though sonically right when you think about yeah. it that yeah could have nicely um as far as Tyler, so all right so let me ask you real quick i, I just want to get your input favorite we you know your favorite chance uh, record Favorite Mac record and favorite Tyler record. Uh, favorite Mac faces. Like I just like I'm not gonna lie. Like that song. Like that that that, that whole album got me. Like like it was it hit me at a time when I was like, wow. Like this really. This really. It was just really. It was deep. But it is like it was just. It was just really deep. It was like I don't know something special about it. But Tyler the Creator as well. It's Flower Boy. Like I'm a big Flower Boy stand. Like, yeah. I'm just like. Me too. Like you you can even see like the cover art for Paul and Bros. Like. Like right. nice, it's like almost almost identical, not identical, but like it's really based off of that. You know what I mean? That kind of feeling. He tapped into that neo soul jazz like sound that I well one I didn't think he could, you know, really tap into. Yeah. But when you when you hear him speak about his history with like music and like what music he grew up on, it makes total sense when you when you oh, yeah. when you listen to any of his interviews. But yeah, same with me. Like I I love jazzy sounding music. I grew up in a household where, like, a lot of Kenny G, a lot of Luther, oh, yeah. a lot of Marvin mm-hmm. Gaye, uh, you know, was played in my house. And, you know, as well as my mom was playing for a, you know, a lot in the house. So, yeah. like, in the car, all that shit. So, like, when that's very, that has stuck with me. Like, and that's why I liked a lot of your project because even though it had those bedroom pop, as you say, uh, yeah. you, know, you know, sounds, you still had some jazzy sounding songs and even influences in your song i mean even just like the opening track was extremely jazzy yeah so i hate to keep using that word but like that's just oh, no because it, it, it describes it well because that was the, like the idea was like like we're like that like because idea ultimately because like 
like the chance was like oh i made acid rap well like one of the things he says like oh he's doing a lot of acid like okay that's one thing yeah whatever but then it was like to the point he's like also because i was listening to a lot of acid jazz at the time which kind of was like oh like this is like jazzy but it's a weird in its own little way and like he was like oh let me rap on that shit dude and i was like oh so i was like oh shit like i kind of like that jazzy feel like like that's the one thing i like i like like um to Pippa Butterfly has that really jazzy feel as well. Yeah, yeah. And well, it's I, really executed well. Oh, a good kid up here, and I same like it's hard because I Kendrick's different because I feel like well, actually we had this conversation with Odin's when he came in oh. studio before quarantine, and we did a, a whole episode about Kendrick Lamar, but we talked about kind of his progression as an artist, Jeez. but. Oh my god, oh, absolutely. But to pimp a butterfly at its time too, like, you know, just just to have that, like you're saying that that it still had some G funk in it as well. Like he mm -hmm. really took the time to make it sound West Coast, but then there was a ton of you know, jazz like you um oh my god, who's the artist? I'm blanking right now, the artist that even Big Crit has talked about a ton that was influential on him. Oh my god, from, from oh shit. I don't know, come to me, but like it sounds, it sounds like, you know, it could even sound like it was from, you know, like the South, like New Orleans, right? Like that, that yeah. had some of those influences in it. So it, it's, it's just interesting that that sound came back, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and really was prominent, uh, you know, in, in, in rap. And I think it's so cool that, that that's the case and, and that you were able to even kind of pull from some things too. Yes. Uh, in terms of, so I want to go. So I think this would be interesting, though. I know just mm -hmm. just go back, go back to this part of the conversation. But um, I think it would be cool if you ended up. I mean, I would love to see you stay. Don't get me wrong. I want to see you stay in Boston. No, but, no, no. Because you're dope, and I think you're extremely talented, and, and you could be Thank a guy you. for us. But, but you know, if you were to go to New York and see you popped up, that'd be cool. Because new because Guru kind of did the same thing. Your parents, the history of Guru, like that would be that would be pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and that's the scene. That was like the kind of the idea. It's like bro like kind of like carry that like because like it ultimately gets to a point where it's like i always feel like it's like when you feel too comfortable that's when you got to jump that's when you got to do something because once you get too too comfortable it's like i and once once you get to that moment and you jump hey it might pan out it might not pan out but at least you can say you tried and and like that was kind of the thing it's like guru did the same thing and then that was in the back of my mind too it's like all right so he went there because that's where he like that's where he felt like he had to be at the time. That's where he felt like he could make the best connection. That's where he felt like he could make the best music with the best producers he had. But like I'm not gonna lie, like with the internet, it's kind of kind of diminished that producer. Like I always feel I feel like it really diminished that producer artist relationship. But like still, it's like this is New York is just a dope place. And like I hope to get out there sometime soon, but for right now. It's gotta work. I back to the bedroom. <laughs> back to the bedroom. Back to the bedroom in Roxbury, man. <laughs> yep. Um, well, so in going back to the to our, you know, our our conversation on on jazzy music, um, mm. I came across something very cool. And it was actually the thing that made me realize I was like, okay, I need to really check out this dude's music, believe it or not. This is the first thing I'd ever heard from you. Okay, I swear on my life. It was the this is uh six one seven. Oh yeah, amazing performance you did on top of what it was on top of a roof. You did that. That was yeah, so cool. yeah. It's, it's the top of my house. Like I have like the, the like, it goes it goes to like like the basically like you can stand down on the top floor. So I just brought a bunch of my kitchen shit up there and I set up my computer up there. <laughs> brought my whole my whole interface mic and all that stuff. And I said we're just gonna do it right here, man. Awesome. Dude, I well one anybody that hasn't seen it, we'll 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 link it in the uh, in the description. Right. I 
it was uh, this episode. Uh, so anybody that uh, that wants to go check it out after the episode, absolutely do. It's um, it's amazing. It's only about a minute long, but yeah. there's this crazy jazz mental that you rap over, bro. And one, you absolutely smashed it. You snapped. Thank you. I appreciate so, like, it. I, oh, of course, man. But also, like, that was such a difficult instrumental to rap over. I couldn't believe, like, I was just like, damn, this dude is talented if he can find the melody on this and stay with it and, like, make it all work. And you, like, you had so many, like, cool bars. You're talking about, like, how you love being a weirdo. Like, you're open about it. You don't give a shit that you're a weirdo. Now that you, like, acid, acid rap mixtape, it totally makes sense to me. Um, but I wanted, I, wanted, I want you to tell me about, um, like, you know, the thought process behind you creating that, well, how that first off, how that came about working with, yeah. with AMAs and, and this is uh, the, this is a uh, 617 project, but what was your kind of your thought process behind, you know, not only the, just the bars and, and delivery and the production itself, but like the aesthetic, just the whole nine yards. I just want you to break it all down. Cause it's, it's, yeah. it's cool. so it's funny. So right after I finished the project, that was like one of the first songs I made, like after I finished, like, like I took a break, like I took a break after I made the hometown here, I took a break. I was like, all right, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna live life. Like I'm gonna go do college stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, gonna like put music on, I don't mess on the back burner, but I'm just gonna let it first. Cause I went super hard for that. Like I even like, so I know, I don't know if you know this, but um, for the release party, I worked with, uh, uh, geez, what, what was her name? Oh my God. Oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna shoot myself for not uh, knowing this, but uh Mahia, Julia Mahia, sorry. She was running for um city council at the time. She was running as the first Afro-Latino woman to ever be part of city council on okay. Boston. So me and her linked up together and I had the event, my my release party at her um Is this for your album? Or this is for the Yeah, this is for the Hometown Hero. This is for the Hometown Hero project. And like so like I thought it'd be a cool thing. It's like, okay, I'm gonna help I'm gonna bring young kids who like not yet like young enough to like old enough to vote, but young and demographic wise when you think about politics and stuff like that. But um, I like I bring up a bunch of them to her headquarters in Jamaica Plain, which is right. It's like right down the street from my grandma's house, which also kind of played out into like the hometown hero thing. Like, oh, my grandma lives right up the street. This is this lady's running for city council, and um, so like I basically like we basically did that uh, whole. Like we did the whole combination of things, right? But and like I really pushed that out hard. I was like, I'm just, I'm like, I like, I really did a lot for that project. But I'm like, ah, and nothing really started going up. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take a time off. Like Paulin was like, maybe at 300 plays, you know what I mean? Nothing happened. So I was like, all right, I did, I did, I put my hands up. Like I, like I come back at this another time. Let me just live life. So like I took time off, took a couple months off. But then I was like this. I was just sitting there, and I was like, damn. Like I just got in the buzz. I was like, I want to make some music. Then I heard the instrumental like the jazz instrument like i was listening to music and i heard the jazz instrumental for the for bueller and i was like oh damn this really got me feeling it and this at the time like i just finished the hometown heroes still like a big like i still really into like that jazz rap type hybrid stuff um and i was like yo let me just sit down and write and i was like yo this is gonna be like like i was thinking for a time i was like this is gonna be my first single i release after my hometown hero stuff like this is gonna be the first thing because it's like a declaration like i am the hometown hero xyz i'm gonna be myself no matter what and that's kind of where i was going for it's like i'm gonna talk about my like and that's not talk about my shortcomings i talk about my the uphill battles i fought i talk about being me talk about just being like just being authentic to who you are so i was like all right let me just do that and like i just it just ended up coming out really well and i recorded it months ago but then I saw this is sick. This uh, Boston, the BMA, uh, BMAs uh, put out like, hey, we want artists to perform one of their songs on video. We'll post it, and you have the potential to be nominated for a Boston Music Award if people like it enough. 
and um and it's like all that stuff it's like oh crap let me do this like this like this is like the perfect opportunity to like get in front of people who are in the boston scene who might not know about me you know and i said dang what like i'm saying that. i'm like what song can i do that's going to be really dope to do live and i can really just rap and have fun with it and like that i'm like first thing came to mind was bueller so i just kind of sat up on my roof played it and just the rest is history man dude i well one i i, I what's the song called again it's called bueller yeah bueller yeah Ferris Bueller or like yep yeah 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 because I think in the hook I let me think I said uh, I, I don't know I was talking about because one of my good friends he went to he would end up going to jail for a little bit and I was like okay. basically the lines doing this stuff like oh I missed out on that like Ferris Bueller type shit like you know what I mean yeah like, but like but yeah that was basically kind of the idea behind it is that is that out of, is that out of, uh, that song out to stream or no because I don't I don't no. know it's not. Mm, okay. no it's just like because I I was really planning on like, so that this kind of goes back to like the Chance the Rapper comparison point. Like I sent it to like my boy Aiden at the time who was like, he was like pretty much my manager for a little bit. And like he was helping me kind of guide and change my like uh, aesthetic like, and stuff like, like that. Re I guess, like rebranding. Yeah, basically. rebrand stuff. And he was like, bro, do not put this out because like the people will be like, you're really like sounding like, cause like in the beat, this thing is like, you just really sound like Chance. And like, and he was like, you just need to distinguish yourself from sounding like that. And that's why I've been like, attention still has that kind of, chance esque things but like that's kind of like the last one i kind of feel like i'm like the closest to it's ever going to be like that again i feel like and everything else is just going to be totally different i don't think though sonically it sounds attention sounds okay, that's good that's I a good thing didn't, i didn't hear chance out of you yeah. I, I only really heard it in your cadence on the on the bma's performance okay fine like, okay good cadence. that's fine with me but then when i dove into hometown hero i heard yeah. the that's when I heard it like a lot more. And then yeah. I was like, okay, I really now hear that chance influence. Um, and you, mm -hmm. maybe because you even mentioned it too, but uh, in, in one of your lyrics, but in the same time, I was like, okay, this makes sense. And I, like I said, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to like make it seem like that's what yeah. I would. Oh, but that's so a big thing though. That's like, that's, that's, that's like a real big, like that's a real big thing that I think about consciously. Cause I'm like, I'm it's like, it's like you like, you like, it's one thing to wear your influence on your sleeve, but it's one thing to be like, really like, like, yeah. like oh, like you're trying to relive a like, I was like a fake thing. I was trying to be, I was trying to make like, he doesn't make music like acid rap anymore. So somebody else has to do it. <laughs> and I have to be that person. That was kind of like the mindset. But I was like, ah, this, it's not even me. It's not like, it's not like, like it is, it is me. Cause I'm putting my own lyrics and put my own spin on it, I guess. Yeah. But it's like ultimately not like really me. Like how would I sound? How does he sound? That's pretty funny though. Cause you're like, you wanted acid rap again so bad. You're like screw it. Yeah. I'll just take it punks myself to make it. <laughs> yeah. But no, like basically bro, like in like that, like that was really kind of like, like the more I think about it, like that was like the mindset. I was like, bro, like yeah. nobody's making music like this anymore. You know what I mean? Not, not even a big, like for a little bit, Big Mental was kind of making music kind of like as a rapper, I guess, like with his internet tape and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, not even Big's doing this anymore. Like, God, who's this, this is going to let this die? And like, I don't know. Some That's weird actually, stuff. I forgot about Big Mensa. Um, yeah. Another guy. He was another guy that I actually I liked for quite a while. He had a tape in 20 or a project in 2016 that I really liked a lot. Mm. Uh, the name of it is now escaping me. Also, remember the jazz artist now, uh, BB oh. King. That, uh, oh, BB King. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. what I was thinking of from like about twenty minutes, thirty minutes ago. But okay, again, off my head. But like <laughs> so, um, the Vic Mensa like experiment, I'll say with him. Like he definitely had that chance sound at the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. You know, almost sounded started sounding a lot like Drake a little bit in that during that twenty yeah. time. But then he dropped that project. Um, I think it was autobiography. I want to say. That was yeah, good moments, but it was a little all, all over the place. 
and then he went kind of rock sort of into like a rock scene it is so weird like like i was a big like when he dropped in a tape when he was like kind of like on that like because it was like chance and him buddies yeah. coming up you know what i mean like i was really into him at that point but then he started like he started going really he still got signed around and they started going really like pop rap and i mean i like pop rap like don't get me wrong like graduation is like one of my favorite albums and i, I feel like that's like the thesis of pop rap like right. hair you know but um but it was get it just got to a point where he just stopped feeling it stopped feeling genuine because it did sound being a, for a while. yeah it, it sounded forced because like being a fanboy it's like 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 as like kind of like just looking into like watching chance the rapper's manager talk about their relationship stuff and like him and vic created that sound together you know what i mean so it's kind of like even though it's not like he felt like well, damn i sounded mad like him and he sounded mad like me but that was kind of the appeal to it i guess at the time it's like oh the friends obviously they make music together all the time but yeah okay, it is what it is well one, i want to say one thing though because even though i want i'm glad that you have friends around you that are honest like yeah. i said we were talking on air off air like um you know like two guys that I, you know, that are part of our, you know, our marketing side of things, Sam and Andrew, they're friends and been friends of mine for years. Like they were, they've always been honest with me about you know, what, how they mm -hmm. think I should uh, you know, change things in, on the show and, and, and how it can improve. So it's good. You have somebody in the corner kind of telling you how mm -hmm. things are, but also on the other breath too, it's just good to be sort of uh, like conscious of, yeah. of yeah, like just be self-aware really. Yeah. Um, of, of what your, your sounds are in that. Okay. Like, do I sound a little bit too much like chance? Like, how can I change that? Just like still have show that like, Oh, Hey, here, here's an influence of mine because I mean, it's impossible nowadays. I mean, it's, it's, you can stand out. Absolutely. But mm. I feel like almost everything's been done unless until yeah. really does something different, but like you can hear influence in any kind of music from anybody. I mean, it just mm -hmm. is, is, um, but yeah, you're right. It's like, where, where's that line? You know, yeah, like, how do I find, find the line? Yeah, it's like, because you don't like, at the end of the day, you don't want to be like that guy. It's like, oh, that's the chance guy. Like, that's the chance one to be like, and like, like I've gotten like I've plenty of times, like, like when I was like starting to like really starting to like put this product out, and people like, oh, like I get DMs, they'd be like, yo, I love, like, I love this, I love you, like, like, like some of my friends from like, because uh, before I went to Northeast, I went to Emerson College for a little bit of film school. And, um, okay. oh, nice. And, uh, and like when I transferred, like a lot of those other people left, either dropped out of that school, went to LA or New York, wherever they went. And like a lot of those people hit me up like, oh, yo, the product sounds great, dude. Like I really like the hometown here where it's like cool, cool premise and all that stuff. But bro, you sound like a lot like Chance. And, then, and after a while, like, cause I'm like, damn, I really, like I already felt like I, like I knew I was like, and that was kind of like the point of it, but it was like, mm -hmm. Almost like, okay, yeah, do I? Yeah, basically, but like, yeah, but I, th oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 you, no, no, no. I was going to, I was going to change subject. I was just going to say, I, I didn't think that attention sounded as much like it, to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't think so at all. And I even think that you, you, you have a pretty underrated singing voice in, in my opinion. I almost, oh, <laughs> I, I really do. I, I think you have some nice range on your voice, like almost, uh, you know, sometimes you, I mean, I know you auto, you know, you use the auto tune and things yeah. like that in places, but you almost don't, I mean, even I think on a song like attention, it almost sounds like you don't have to as much as like you, you really, you kind of took a lot of that away, especially in your hook. And you made a very catchy melodic sounding hook that they definitely didn't sound anything like chance would do. Um, and you had, and obviously you featuring jazz Ingram. So yeah, yeah. tell me a little bit about the making of this single. We're loving it by the way, over here. Oh, it was the first single it. I heard of yours. 
Yeah, oh, of course. And uh, so actually, spoiler alert, it's going to be on Boston Artist Review 4. I will review that song formally. <laughs> hey, thank you. Thank you. Oh, of course, man. And it is already on our uh, Night School Live Sessions playlist because I, I uh, played it for Odin's during that, that episode, and that is, is on there as well. So we are, we are definitely pushing that one. 40,000 streams, as we mentioned at the beginning of yep. the episode. So tell me how, you know, this, uh, the making of the song, and, and did, you, did you know it was going to be a, a, big so- like a big song for you when it dropped, or, did you, did you, or is it kind of a surprise to you? Um, so kind of going off, like, so think, think, like, so when I dropped this song, I was hoping, I was hoping I had the momentum because I, I was hoping the momentum from Pollen kind of kept going. I was hardly, but I was kind of like indifferent, dude. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna put it out there and see what it like. Like, I think that song was like, like something new, something new I haven't tried before. Kind of playing more in that dancey pop house type lane. Like, you know, it was something different, and um, and like it ended up working, you know. But like, kind of going to like how it was made. I, legit, I remember it was like the first day I moved into Roxbury with my friend Berger at the time, and right. I was sitting in my room, and it was like oh, it was pretty. It was pretty. It wasn't like super hot but it was like warm where my room was like getting toasty and like i was like damn i don't like i didn't have a bed in there i was sleeping on an air mattress for a minute and i was i was sitting there i'm like shit like, i don't know like i i i, I just I, it was kind of like one of those indifferent states where you're like i don't know what to do with right now because i don't have I don't, like i set up everything i can set up but i'm just going to sit down and make music i hopped on the mic wrapped that thing out and like the rough draft sounds nothing like the final version and i was like oh it's just a cool it's not that crazy but i sent this to my good friend lucas um and he one person i do have to put you on to is lucas like every like he's he goes by free honey on instagram and like he had his ep he has a he has one ep out the palm trees ep and like it's easily one of my favorite thing like am i biased yes but like it's easy one of my favorite like pieces of music to come out of boston and maybe in the past two years from a local scene dude and like his stuff like like he because the thing I like about it, because one of the things me and him really became good friends about is like our kinship for being Chance fans. Right. But he takes it in like a, a totally different direction where like I take it kind of in like a very like, well, I did take it on like the head on the hammer type thing. It's like, I take it very literally. He takes the influence and it's like a nice, subtle, like intertwined his. But going back to that, but going back to what I was saying, but I sent this song to him and he goes, bro, this is crazy, bro. You need to like really get this mixed and you really need to, you need to change here and there. But like, bro, this is going to be crazy. And I went to the studio. I ended up getting my boy Jonah to mix it down and we re-recorded it and all that stuff. And I'm like, damn, this, it came out, it came out, it was like me, me no, actually my friend Leo, um, Leo mixed it. And me and Leo sat there like, damn, there's not too many rap songs that sound like this, dude. No, no not at all. I think it's super unique. I, I, I like it. And it's funny. I, I played it for my girlfriend actually when I was driving because uh, with mm-hmm. her the other day, um, you know, I just I was just playing some music and um, I was like, oh, this is the guy. Um, uh, she, yep. I mean, she doesn't know anybody, obviously, but she's she's the best. Shout out, Carissa. She, she's always supportive of, oh, you got an interview with blah, blah, blah. But she's, mm-hmm. she likes more like country style. She does like yeah. a lot of music I do. Like I have put her on to like a lot of, um, I would say like indie soul, indie pop, yeah. pop, like that can kind of bridge some gaps for her. She's not like a yep. super pop fan, but I played her your track and she was like, Oh, okay. Like I actually like this. This is nice. Like yeah. I would, I would actually legitimately listen to this again. I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's just like a good, I think it's perfect for the summertime too. It has mm-hmm. bouncy, like warm upbeat feeling that I think people could definitely get down with. And 
uh, people clearly are. I mean, people, it, it's getting plays. Yeah, it's doing its thing, dude. Yeah, but, no, I love the track, man, and I, I, I can't. So, is, is that just going to be like a Lucy single, or is that going to be is that attached to a project or anything like that, or uh, or are no. we? So that's like no, no. I can, I like I was like this. You're exclusive. No, I'm just playing. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> but um, so no, you know. no that's just gonna be a single. That's just gonna be Lucy. But I'm currently working on a me and my friend uh Mike Noon, who does Noon Past uh, uh Half Past Noon Productions. Me and him are working on a screen. So kind of going, kind of jumping around, but like kind of go with the Tyler and like being a big fan of Tyler and being a big. I'm like I'm a, I'm a super super fan of Kevin Abstract right now. Oh. Like, no way. Thank yeah, I love Kevin, bro. I love Kevin, bro. Rock Hampton, those are my guys, man. Hold bro, on. I'm a I'm a stand. See, see your oh, iridescence. <laughs> I told you, dog. Yo, bro, when I heard saturation, all right, for the first time, when it when saturation came out for the first time, uh, it blew my freaking mind i'm not kidding my buddy i so i sent it right away to my best friend danny who like we, we trade songs a ton shout out danny yep. and uh bro we we saw them three times in Oof. we, we would every time they were in boston bro we we went we saw them at middle east um i'm gonna send you i'm gonna send you some uh some videos after this because they were they're fucking crazy bro they're like in they were in the crowd performing no I was, oh. I, bro i was two feet from from uh from merlin and i had dom mclennan on a pole downstairs middle east hanging over and rapping it craziest show i've ever been to one of one of i think denzel curry was probably the craziest oh, denzel curry is a fucking beast too there he is right there oh yeah um, taboo that's a good album but dude kevin abstract and, and talk about a dude that like is doing something positive for the culture man like mm-hmm. talk about somebody that just is is just putting himself out there and and really just not only not only just on uh for like the movement and, and for the community of hip-hop but yep. i want to talk about something something that doesn't sound like anything else brock hampton bro they don't sound like anybody else man and that's i love like i'm like like, like that and like though like Brock Hampton, Kevin Abstract on his solo problem pro, uh, project, Arizona Boy or Arizona Baby, um, Baby. crazy like like that like Arizona Baby is the album I've been listening to the most these past months. That and like Igor and, uh, and Flowerboy have been like, the, and, and you know what else I'm, I'm sneaking in there too. I've been listening to on um, what you call it, oh fuck, Immunity by Claro. That's something I've been listening to a lot. She's a Boston artist too, yeah, right? Yeah, yes, yes, she is. And like, she, yeah, she's she's one of my favorite right now. Like, I've been just into like that that pocket, but like, Brockhampton, nothing like them. When I heard Gold, I was like, wow, this is something amazing. This is something great, dude. This is like that was something great. But like, like Kevin Abstract has been like major influence on me. And so with that being said, like I know like his first project, um, I don't know what it's called, American Boyfriend. American. Uh, yep. Uh, so he, with that project, he's kind of had films like kind of like quick like nothing crazy films but like me and my friend we've actually been sitting down to kind of write we've been writing uh, uh three episodes of a short film um oh. and we're going and like there's going to be three eps that i drop uh probably sometime in the summers with uh corresponding films that we do um and like and that and that's when you're like once i like once i start dropping those it'll make a lot more sense of like where stylistically i'm going i'll, I'll, I'll i have a rough 
link on my SoundCloud of like some of the rough mixes of the tracks I'm going to put on there. I'll send it to you, bro, because I want to get your opinion on it. Oh, please, yes, I would love that. Let's yeah, we'll trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that's the that's stuff I've been working on, dude. Like, like it's just attention is going to be Lucy for now. Like, if, if I see a fit, I might just slide it on at the end because I see a lot of people doing that. But I feel like that's a cheap way to kind of. Still, like, get it right. or whatever. Yeah, I see. yeah. I was like, it, but like, it don't really to me at this point. It don't really matter what the stream look like. To yeah. be honest, Doug, I'm not kidding you. And uh, go go back and listen. I swear to God, uh, for our top songs of 2019, that episode that we dropped at like the beginning of 2020, mm-hmm. Peach was my number one song from 2019. Yo, Peach, one. one of my my favorite songs. My girlfriend like that. Like, so I play Peach all the time. I play Sugar oh. all the time. And my girlfriend hates me. She goes, oh, I can't stand listening to this song anymore. So I'm like, I can't help it. I can't. Whenever I hear it, I just got to hear it, man. Good, bro. Oh, it's like good. Dominic Fike coming in just with his, like, just swagger of the crooning his verse. Oh, man. Dude, Yoba and Barry's on the falsetto, ad-libs in the back. Oh, man. They're, they're a freaking force. And, like, Dominic Fike, too. Like, I love his music, too. I've been listening to his stuff. He... He's a name that people don't pay enough attention to. I don't think. I mean, I, oh, I, I, I know he has a following. I'm not saying that they don't. But like, yeah. you want to talk about mainstream guys with talent. Like even Brock Hampton, bro. To a sense, like, are, are enough people talking about Brock Hampton and Kevin Abstract? My opinion, no. No, no. Like it's like it was like a definitely a hype train for a little bit, but it's kind of diminished. Even though their music's gotten like like exponentially more unique, unique and like kind of like well manicured in the sense, you know. But like I don't think so because like a lot of people like a lot of people I say like like people like oh like what music do you listen to? I say oh listen to Brock Hampton and they're like oh okay like yeah dude I always get the same reactions too it's like oh, it's crazy and I'm like they don't respect what they're doing like they don't respect because it's like it's different you know it's it's very different than a lot of stuff so like there's there's like a I don't know like my girlfriend don't really like Brock Hampton and she's like she's like she's like a diehard hip hop person she's from Atlanta so she likes like she likes the dirty self she needs some Gucci man on. Like, <laughs> like so so like we have like this funny thing like as you mentioned your girlfriend is more in the country like my girlfriend is like it's like we both into rap but we're just into like i don't mind like trap music like I, i'm not one of those people like oh, i hate trap music Ugh. but like i'm really into like the left field like hip-hop type stuff you know what i mean that's i'm well, i'm with you in that sense right yeah. like i'm you much more on that aesthetic of 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 hip-hop music again same way not that i don't that i don't dislike trap music by any means yeah you even you even had like one song on hometown yeah. had a little bit of a i can't remember which one i want to say it was i don't need that maybe or i'm it's either i don't need that or i'm so alone but i think it's the one with donald grunge it was one of the back end ones it was either i'm yeah. so alone or off it or one, one of those in the back end i can't remember which one on the top of my head but i probably should i should have wrote it down but either way no. uh, doesn't matter you hear that just just everybody go listen to the album right just <laughs> and, and then you figure it out for yourself but anyway no dude like i Kevin Abstract is just like whether it's musically or like I said, what he's doing for, you know, the LGBTQ community in not only just hip hop, but just the world in general. Like when you, I don't know if you've ever seen a Brockhampton show, but if like it is bring, I swear on my life, man, they bring people that are so freaking different. Like it it, Mm -hmm. mind blowing the different kinds of people that you you'll see at a Brockhampton show. It is unlike anything else. I'm, I'm telling See, that's, you. That's dope. That's what I like. That's what I want. This is the craziest shit, okay? When we mm-hmm. saw it the very first time at the Middle East downstairs, my boy Danny, Danny will absolutely attest to this. Uh, he is a bad man. He probably won't, but. Anyway. 
So we're at, so we're in front, we're in line to get in. And this, this woman, I'd say she's probably in her forties, right? White, white woman, blonde hair in front of us uh, with, I don't even know who she was with. I can't remember. But I remember her specifically. We're in front of her and we're walking through to like you know, click uh, yeah. the tickets or whatever. And the dude clicking the tickets is, you know, this black dude that yeah. seemed on the younger side, probably younger than even Danny and mm-hmm. I. At the time. This was a few years back. He probably slept in the early 20s. And one of the security guards are like, who's even playing? And the, and I, and to the other, and to the other kid, uh, the woman, she goes, Oh, it's Brock Hampton. You haven't heard Brock Hampton. And they, and the both dudes, these two, these two black, black security guards who are young, like now, and this 40 year old middle-aged white woman, like, Oh, they're great. You should totally check out their stuff. Danny and I were crying laughing because we're just like, this is, they bring together everybody it's yeah no it's amazing like it's amazing what they can do dude like that's one thing i really respect about brian because they bring everybody that's why i've been kind of i've been slacking to see him like even though i love him so much i haven't had like i every time they come around it's like ah, i just don't have like it's like either not like something something comes up and i'm like i i would die to see him at the middle east though it's such like intimate venue Oh, well, be, well, the, well, then when they were coming back, I saw them in Boston calling, which was, that was a, I have to say it wasn't the same because that was when That's they when just they cried on stage. Yeah, they cried on stage yeah. and Amir, Amir wasn't there and that whole thing. Um, we actually did an episode on that too. Uh, we oh. reviewed Tinder and talked about um, Amir Van's EP and whatnot, but, um, yeah. in, uh, and then we saw them again and Iridescence had dropped for uh what's it called um they played at the bu what was the oh center? the agonist arena yes again arena thank you so we saw them there too so um yeah d- when concerts become a thing again i i highly recommend going them dude when they come through because they're they're amazing and I definitely do that if you haven't yet watch kevin abstract's interview with rick rubin you will i saw that bro you did see it oh man that was a mind this is that's no, that's what I, I, I see. That's a, like, that's like, I started like these past weeks, dude, before, like when I started coming up with the idea of like, I'm going to write this screenplay and I'm going to create my whole world. It was really just solely based off watching Kevin abstract interviews. And like, cause I liked it when I, Arizona baby dropped. I liked it. I thought it was a really solid album, It was, but it didn't really connect. And they had the connection with me. Watched a bunch of his, like his solo interviews. I watched like brock hampton interviews or like but i like mostly keyed into him talking and stuff and i watched some tyler creator interviews as well and that just kind of was like bro because the thing that, that i realized that so i'm not a super fan about chance is like kind of started bringing back here bro just jumping around but no no you dude it's that chance chance is like just like he's a rap he's a rapper he's just a rapper bro but the thing i reason i like about like kevin abstract and he, like mostly tyler the creator is like they're creatives in outside sense of like where like tyler is doing crazy music videos he's doing his clothing stuff he's doing everything outside of music that makes him super cool and kevin abstract is doing a similar thing with films like he directs all the music videos well for the most part he directs all the music videos um and like he's just kind of stepping outside of just being a hip-hop artist where i just rap and do that stuff where he's doing like other things you know what i mean and that's kind of like the creative bubble i was like oh i want to kind of enter that and say show people that like Oh, I'm not just dude rapping on this like instrumental that I found on YouTube, or I'm like a person who's creating or curating or creating whatever you want to call it sure. content that creates a world. Absolutely. But, but yeah, but I definitely see the Rick Rubin interview, but yeah. it was really insightful. Right. Um, 
Yeah, no, I totally agree about with with Kevin Abstract. Like that, that was just one of the most insightful. And it was like that's. So I'm the same way, dude. Like I I watch a lot of interviews and, and listen to podcasts. Just not only for like just the inter, the information and the entertainment, but I like take notes on like how interviewers interview, right? Like I almost like mm-hmm. try to, you know see how they have conversations are able to. And Rick Rubin's one of the best at it. Just for with oh. his podcast, like getting you know, these artists to really open up. And, and that's like what I kind of almost aspire to do in a sense. So yeah. like, I, I admire Kevin Abstract 100%, right. And just as a, as an artist and, but I'm not an artist, so it's a little different, but with Rick Rubin, mm-hmm. as an influencer, like that's where I like, I want to be, you know what I mean? And, and like, that's yeah. who I like when I'm like, damn, that's actually, if you, I don't know if you, I'm not really even a biggest Beastie Boys fan either, but if you haven't seen the documentary on, on uh, the Beastie you should you should give that a a a watch it's it's very interesting i definitely have to i remember my dad bought me a beastie boys like book of like it's like it's like it's like it's funny it's like a little kids book where it's like thing but it's like pictures of the beastie boys and stuff like that i think i still have it somewhere but like no i have to definitely check it out but have you have you like because you mentioned you like rick rubin in, at interviewing but you know their podcast with him and max max got gladwell did you see the andre fifty thousand one or the or the rex life orange one no but dude we have literally like the same music palette, like in terms of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, That's I, what I'm trying to see because I look at your wall, bro. Because I see Outcast, I see Forest Drive, bro. Bro, the very first album I ever bought, Speaker Box Love Below. Not, not like the vinyl, but I'm like when they were CDs. Like that was the very first album I ever was like. And my parents, I was eight years old. I'll never forget it. Like third grade, it's 2003. No, I was no, I was in fifth grade. Yeah, I was ten. I was ten, and uh. Uh, the speaker box love below comes out and I wanted it so bad and I'm 10. Right. So my parents Mm -hmm. are like, Hey Mike, you can have it, but you have to get the edited version. So I was like, all right. But yo, I bumped that thing. Like you wouldn't believe. And then when I was in high school and I came back around to it with the explicit version, it was almost like I listened to it again for the first time because it was, (laughs) when I was 10, I didn't know what the hell half the things they were talking about Mm -hmm. on that. It's like, Oh, this is like, you know, it's a great album. Yeah, but it's like Outkast was really the, the the entity that got me into hip hop because they crossed a lot of those, again, going back to the jazz thing, they crossed a lot of those mm-hmm. jazz, neo soul, especially at that time with Speakerbox Love Below and, and yep. more Love Below side, but even even so on Speakerbox with songs like Flip Flop Rock and yep. Killer Mike and um, Reset, CeeLo Green and, and, and yep. one of the, another Goody Mob and whatever, I could go on and on, but it... it it really like opened me up to hip hop because I was like, oh wow, they're like, I started even at 10, like I, sh- I shit you not, I was like, huh, this sounds like some of the sounds here are very sounding like what I hear when I listen to Moms, Luther Vandross, and Kenny yep. G. You know what I mean? Like I'm hearing these Trump, these same horn, I didn't even know what probably mm-hmm. they were. I'm hearing these same horns that I hear in, in the rooster, the same that I would hear in, you know, Kenny G. Mm-hmm. It was just really like cool to to have that perspective that's really just and then, and then i ran with hip-hop at that point like but yeah, the, like andre 3000 is easy my one of like easily my favorite rapper you know like off that album my favorite song is vibrations like, i don't know something about that's not always always got me bro like I'm it just big, really got me i'm a big like, take what? take off your cool with norwich oh, yeah. I, I love that track dude like dude love below i don't think god because everybody when they thought speaker box level low they all thought obviously hey yeah and roses right and rightfully yeah. so were amazing they yeah, were the smashes they were smashes um the way you move right mm-hmm. but 
just on both discs, especially Love Below though, like how, this is crazy because that was my first introduction to Outcast, really. And mm-hmm. then I went back and I heard like Miss Jackson and then that's when I went to Stankanoia and yep. excuse me. And then um, and I and ATL. Yeah, I almost went backwards, but looking at it from like now, from this perspective of, you know, where they started to the end, yeah. I mean, for Andre to do that, that's Tyler esque in a sense, right. With fl- a flower boy, Tyler esque, right. Like mm-hmm. what Andre did with the love below, not that he didn't rap, but he like brought in so many different, different stuff. Off, you know what i mean and i don't know i just song like like vibrate uh and prototype even, oh, just gorgeous songs man They're like in that like and they kind of going back to like i'm not a big like peer person who's like the hip-hop history and stuff like that but like just from like my own personal experience of music it's like like me getting into like it's a f- like thing is like i kind of think back like my dad my first time i heard hip-hop was in my dad's uh, car like you know you're gonna laugh the first hip-hop album like like i've heard hip-hop like cause my mom and dad play hip-hop but like the first hip-hop album i actually like really paid attention and was excited about is the carter three dude Bro, dude what the like dude. it it's a good it's a good album but like it's such a weird it's because like, it's, like at the time like like i was young and i would like wasn't really into music like when i at the time i was listening to like rock i was listening to this to my chemical romance you know i listened to like broken side i was listening i was listening to screamo music I'm like, and like, yeah, really weird. And like, I'd listen to screamo music down here. Like, I didn't I hear on the radio, like, like random pop rap songs, like Flow Ride and Get Low and stuff like that. But, the, but then like, my dad was playing the Carter 3 in the car and like, awesome. um, and like, like phone home. We, and like, that's when I was like, I was like, oh, this is, this is, this is better than that. That kind of, that's when I started digging and it was like, oh, let me go. And my dad was showing me like, Outcast, and like that's when I found my love for Andre 2000, and that's partially the reason why I like Chance so much because like I hate to bring it back Chance so much, but like part of the and like it's a big, it's kind of a big influence, but like it's really big. But um, uh, <laughs> the more I think about, it, the more the more I'm talking about it, it's like yeah, I guess I guess he had a big, yeah. like, it was bigger than I thought. But like the, the similarities to like how they were kind of rapping, and like even my dad when I first heard Chance, he was like, oh. He's just doing Andre 2000. He's just trying to pretend to be Andre 2000. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, oh, it makes sense. But like, Andre 2000 is great, dude. And like, and Outcast and Big Boy. I can't even deny. But it's hard. It's, it's, I always feel bad because people are like, Andre 2000, Andre 2000. But it's like, Big Boy is like, in his own, is a fantastic rapper. Like, he's like, easy oh, yeah. top tier lyricist, easy top tier stuff. But it's like, when you're standing next to a freaking unicorn like Andre 2000, it's like so, it, it just takes so much attention away from like, the 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 actual skill that Big Boy brought to the group, you know what I mean? It's like wow, because you're sitting next to like this dude who's like a once in a lifetime artist, and like then you have Big Boy who's like easily one of the greatest hip hop artists to ever do make hip hop music. But it's kind of like anybody in the group with Andre 2000 just kind of look like they're Scott. It's kind of the Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan thing. It's like Scottie Pippen in his own was a great player, you know what I mean? That's but a great like, comparison. That's a really good comparison, and they're like, and and timely in terms of with the last dance just ending. Yeah, the last dance just ending. That's what I was, that's what that's how my mind thinking about it. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Like, you know, would Big Boy have been a big? Has, would he have been a big artist without Andre? I, I would. I would be willing to bet on him. Yeah, that he would be. But would he be? You know, revered like he is now? It would be. Who knows? You know what I mean? If it wasn't yeah. and you know, Andre being like the Jordan of his, um, you know, of, of that. And, and yeah, you're right. Like Andre does move different than most hip hop artists. And oh, historically, sure. even whether it's, we talk about today or historically speaking, absolutely moves differently. What I have always wanted and just, we have been robbed of it 
you and I being such diehard Andre 3000 fans, is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, we got the solo obviously with Love Below, but yeah. true solo Andre 3000. I'm like, how much does it drive you freaking bonkers when he jumps on like a James Blake album or like a Frank Ocean album and gives like a phenomenal verse? And then just is gone for six months, or when he drops on like uh, Andre uh, Kid Cudi, or he's he's done that. He gave um, oh my god, Erica Badu one song recently. What Not too recently, he did Hello, that song with Erica Badu. Oh yep, and he also gave Travis Scott one too. Yeah, on he did give Travis. And uh, what was one recent? Another oh, and then Anderson Pack as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that one. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Like, over the last few years, he comes in, he drops these, these unbelievable verses, and then it's just like, okay, bye. <laughs> bye. See you guys later. Like, yeah. It, it's horrible. It's horrible. And, like, kind of, like, and, like, the thing is, like, this is, like, kind of my, my standard of it is, like, I know I'll make it when I got on 2000 verse. <laughs> that's, like, that's how I live. Like, everybody who gets one of those, it's, like, it's just, like, it's a magical moment. Because when you're sitting on the album, like, even, like, because I know on the Kid Cudi's, uh, What's that song? By design. By design. You know, when it first dropped, you know, like, like I didn't, like, I didn't like the track. Like, they didn't have the who's the features. Then you hear Andre, you're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. he's on this, and like, it's like such an honor, you know what he's I mean? On the guy too. It's, it's tracks on that on that album. Yeah, and it's like it's like Andre only like kind of going back to the Rick Rubin interview. Not to spoil it for you, but but like, he kind of me- he kind of mentions how he's like not in love with music, and like and like and like it's that yeah, you could tell like he's like. I only make music when I'm really like feeling it, passion. And he's like, he's not, I'm not in love with it. He like he the music he likes doing, bro. He said, oh, I like going out. I don't know, I forget what instrument he goes out with, and he like plays and like random. He plays in Starbucks. He'll play like an oh, I don't know. It's not an oboe. Ah, uh, is it an oboe? I think no, it's, no. It's a wind instrument, isn't it? Yeah, some type of wind instrument. I don't know. He, specifically. Not a clarinet, but I can't remember. Yeah, something like that. And like he just like that's the type of music I enjoy Great doing right now. Here yeah no definitely like he's a like, talented dude it's just like it pains me it's like everybody wants like that solo album you know what i mean like like with the, that one like i if i'm not mistaken it's like they weren't really getting along too well so they just like let's make half of it together let's make this same. but it's not it doesn't feel like a, it's not like a real project it's like like a real solo it's kind of like oh we just not we're not we don't like each other right now we're just gonna do it and then they did that movie idlewild which was was good i wouldn't say it was amazing but yeah. I have it on DVD just because I'm such a cast fan anyway. It even matter. Yeah, I literally have it over here. I'm not even kidding. But I, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm that big of an outcast fan. But I mean, like, the movie's decent. It's just not. And, and the, the soundtrack's everything. But they didn't, yeah. But they didn't really, like, yeah, they weren't getting along at that point. But hey, every dynasty or whatever, whatever group, they, you know, eventually it, it falls apart at some point. All good things must come to an end. Yep. Um, I think this is actually a great time to bring up this question. Okay, I know yep. that. Might as well. I usually save this for the end. There's one more thing I want to ask you after this, but I usually save this for the end. But uh, your dream song scenario. Okay, I think I already mm-hmm. have an idea of what you're gonna what you're gonna say now. Now that we've had this conversation, but either way, mm-hmm. you get to make a song. You know, any any artist on it, any producer. Your dream, like I call it your. I ask every artist that comes on the show. I ask. I call it your dream scenario song. All right. So let's. I'll structure it like this for you. It's your track. Mm-hmm. You get a verse. You get two guest uh, guest verses. You get somebody to do the hook, and you got a producer or like two producers. Like some people come on, they cheat. They're like, ah, oh, like Questlove drums, and and yeah. I want Pharrell and you know to do the melody and you know whatever. So I'll give you maybe two producers. So who's co- who's on the track? It can be dead or alive. 
retired or in the game. It doesn't matter. And I don't put you in the spot. Stick as much time as you uh, so, so who is on that track? So I know because I've already – I know for a fact I want – this is going to be a weird trick, but I want Tyler Crater to produce it, bro. I, didn't want, I want Tyler Crater to make the, make the production on the thing. Like, like um, feature-wise, let me think. Shit. Hmm, this is hard. Okay, feature-wise, I'm going to have to go with Frank Ocean. Oh, no, for the hook, I want Frank Ocean. I want Frank Ocean on the hook just to be something like – because he doesn't come on just anything. It's just magical. Um, and then features Andre 3000 that like that's the one one verse is Andre 3000 the other verse probably be, be let me see probably uh, let me think about the last verse ah, I'll give I'll give it to ah, shit I'll give it I'll give it to uh, who would I do then maybe like old dirty bastard just to be like just just to bring it just bring it weird bro just to bring it a little like a little because that's the one thing i like old dirty bastard because he just is so strange bro and just to give it that like weird temp like okay we got the like the i don't know how this song would sound probably sound like a hot wreck but it could come out really great it could be something interesting it's your song it can be whatever you want it to be man that's the whole point of the of the of the, of the question it could be literally whatever you want it see i'm i'm actually very happy you didn't say chance because you don't want you and Chance on the same verse because you might as well just have one of you do two verses on double mm-hmm. again. <laughs> I was like, because I was thinking, I'm like, yo, if I get Chance on here, so we're going to have me, half Chance, versus a whole Chance, and then, <laughs> then I'm like, is he going to give me a big day verse or is he going to give me an acid rap verse? Is he going to give me a tender? I'm like, like yeah. too much, too much complication with him. Yeah. He gets a contingency. He's like, you can have the bridge or something like that, but you have to give me like acid rap Chance. <laughs> you got to bring it back there, buddy bring it back Uh, that was okay so heath 240 featuring frank ocean andre 3000 and old dirty bastard produced by tyler the creator what a song that would be that would be that would be something dirty bastard back i kind of like that you know because and i think tyler would love to work with old dirty bastard i feel like they would get along super well i don't know why i feel like they just have like a weird off and they just like they, mm-hmm. they would get in like a fake fight or something like that like a fake verbal fight where they're just like saying obnoxious shit to each other i don't know that's just my my Hell opinion yeah. but i would love that'd be, to see that'd that. be crazy i would yeah. love to see and, like i like always wanted to be like in the studio with older air bash because i hear all the crazy stories and shit i'm like oh my god yeah. and of course obviously frank ocean uh, like one of the best of all time just in terms, oh. of, in terms of as a singer and obviously he's done this so much with andre and tyler already so they were def- I, I think that would come together man you get enough enough like-minded uh you know people in that room i or, or working on that song I, I think it would come out good yeah dude uh, yeah that'd be the dream that's the that'd dream be, i love that man so last thing i want to ask you and uh before i let you go thank you again thank yeah. you so much for being here bro this has been amazing no, um, thank you for having talk- me oh of course I want to talk to you a little bit about, you mentioned this a couple of times, like you admire people that are a little bit out there and, and, and weird. And, and you've, and you've said that about yourself. I'm even somebody that's, that's mentioned that too. I'm like, I'm very nerdy and weird with certain things like music, obviously. And you know, basketball being another thing. Like I'm just very nerdy. Dumb amount of, Oh, you're a basketball guy. Uh, no, not, not, not to the point where it's like, like, not to the point where I'm like, like of any sport, I do watch basketball, but I'm not like, I'm not going to be, I'm not like a stat, a stat dude, bro. Like I got my, I have, I take, I like, so my, a lot of my friends, like all my friends like really into basketball. I'm more of like the hot take guy who's going to say something really inflammatory in the game, but like, what? How can you even say that? How? And I, I just partially do it to be funny. Partly do it just to just, just cause. 
Yeah, something along the lines of like, uh, yeah, like you were like, oh, yeah, Terry Rozier is better than better than Kemba Walker. We should have kept him or yeah. something. Like, you know what I mean? Whatever. Yeah, yeah. something like, like whatever, dude. I know you're trolling me at this point, but keep going. What you were saying? Like, no, but anyway, so I just wanted to know, like, what is it? So it seems like you take pride in being like a weirdo, essentially, and I, I, I think that get like that stigma or that like title. I think it gets a bad rap. I think it's a good thing. Even guys like Donald Glover, they've come out and said, oh, hey. Yeah. I'm, freaking weird right and these are some of like the most artistic people we know so talk to me a little bit about like why you know you first off like think you're weird and and, and why you like you're very prideful about uh you know being open about that yeah um so so for me like like so like the weirdo thing it's like like for me like I've always been like so growing up in Boston and stuff like that I grew up in the city like there's like a certain stigma of like how, like certain stigma of how like as a black dude I'm gonna be you know what I mean and like yes, you like they everybody wants to like even like I went to high school and like and like like when I was going to high school in Boston I somewhat got hemmed up and caught up into like that like bravado of trying to be like yo like what the fuck are you about to do no 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 let's go run and do some stupid stuff let's go hit a lick or something like that yeah the tough guy and that's gonna do and like on the low bro like and like but realistically like. I'm a kid who sat back, like, like I sat, like, I know, like, now it's kind of cliche, like, oh, I used to like anime, like, I like anime and stuff like that, but, like, <laughs> it was, it's not like, it's not like, oh, I used to, like, watch anime and I like it, I was, like, an anime nerd, like, I would buy the cosplays off the internet, wear the cosplays, go to conventions, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like I had pictures of me going to conventions, I went all the way to Baltimore for an anime convention once. No way, that's awesome. Yes, dude, like, like, and, like, I'm, like, a hard, like, like a lot of people now it's trendy to be like watching anime and it's kind of like hurts my soul because i remember when kids would be like you're weird that's weird and like people will crack mad jokes on me but now it's like everybody's like to be trendy it's like i'm gonna watch anime and like i don't even watch anime that much anymore but like, but kind of going from there and kind of being like hey maybe that bravado is not on me maybe i like to skateboard when everybody else doesn't like to skateboard even though i'm trash at skateboarding but i did like it the first time but maybe i'm like while well, you got like a lot of people like who are my age or really into like like I don't know they're really into like trap music and all that stuff but I'm into like oh I'd rather sit down and listen to like somebody who else I really love Childish Gambino I listen to a camp like you know what I mean like that's something like and like just get that nerdcore rap and going you know what I mean kind of like oh but like kind of going like that like and I've always felt like I've been like oh like as Carl Swisher said in one of his songs I forget which one he goes I'm too white for the black black kids and too no I'm too black for the white kids and too white for the black kids whatever it was but that was, that was yeah, that was. I want to say that was like I don't like shit. I don't go outside or something like that. That was yeah. Off one of, that's off one of those tracks on there. And like I always like when he said that, like it really stuck with me. I'm like, damn, that's how I really feel 95 percent of the time. And that's why it kind of gravitates to who I am. But then I'm like, bro, at the end of the day, it's like you can fake who you are. That's only gonna get you fucked up in trouble. Like I've been in so many situations where I pretended to be someone else, and like like not in the place like I'm not I'm not I'm not who I am, but like kind of like pretend to be like the tough guy and stuff like that. And it got me like situations where like things got hectic and like it could have been like it could have been fatal type stuff you know and um but it's like yo why not embrace who you actually are because that makes you more authentic and that makes you more relatable to, at the end of the day it's like damn if people see like when you act like you're like when you act like you're something you're not it just comes across like forced and it's like why force it why even why even have the mental capacity to think so deeply into it where it's like i, I have to i have to make up this stuff and i can't say what i really like i have to like articulate what I think people like I like think I should like you know what I mean but yeah I'm a weirdo whatever dude and like everybody else like Tyler Crater Childish Chance anybody who I look at Cuddy even to a certain extent you know 
they'd be like, yo, I'm a weird dude, you know, but that's what makes it, that, that, that's what, to me, that's what makes them great. And that's what made them, even Kevin Stretch to a certain extent, but that's what made those people so great to me because it's like, they've just been authentically themselves. Absolutely. And hey, I mean, and that's something that you've preached in your own music and, yep. you know, so it makes it makes total sense that that's you know where you're at you know mentally and and like you said I think it's going to take you a longer way than if you're just going to be gimmicky and try to be somebody you're not mm-hmm. you know it's good that you've understood that and you figured that out at at the age that you're at because yeah. it's going to take you so far I think and even if it doesn't you're going to look be able to look back and say you know what I was myself no matter what and like mm-hmm. I can take my hat on that and and you know and, and be satisfied with 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 my effort knowing that I that I didn't I didn't you know. I didn't cop out or I didn't, you know, I didn't sell out really. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think exactly that's, that's so important. And like, Hey, this is the best time ever to be a weirdo. I mean, it's the most accepted as it ever has been. So why not embrace mm-hmm. it? You know what I mean? Like I, I totally understand where you're coming from and love the sentiment. I think it's important for anybody listening to this right now that they, they understand that, that you should be who you are. You can be a rapper mm-hmm. and you can, you can rap about, you know, anime and liking jazz music and, you know, and, and what, and not being this hood dude, like that's, yeah. that aesthetic and rap is almost, it really, to be honest with you, it's the minority, if anything, now, I mean, it yeah. wasn't a long time, but in this day and age, it's still out there, but it's not what's popular and it's definitely no. not what's being pushed at the moment. So no why? point. Why? Yeah. It's, yeah. Why? Like, you know, it might get you like some, like, I don't know, like, like, it gets you some hood credit, I guess, you know what I mean? But like, that's like, what is that going to do for me at the end of the day? You know, it's not going to do anything, it's not going to do anything to me, you know? Right, right. For me, at least. Yeah, no, it makes total sense, man, for sure. People, Heath240, if this time with him has not proven to you that you need to go check out this man's stuff, if you haven't already, this is, this is proof in the pudding right here. Like, this man is here to stay, no doubt. And whether or not, wherever you end up, man, whether you, you, you ride it out in Boston or, you know, you end up in New York, either way, we not only wish you the best of luck, but we will be, you know, pushing you and, and promoting you from here on out. You are, you are in our circle from, from here on out, bro. So no. seriously, legit. Thank so. you for having, like, thank you for having me on here. And what you're doing is a much needed voice in this local scene. And like, bro, you're, what you're doing is only going to keep growing and growing and growing. And this is going to be something that I look back on and be like, wow, this was a special moment. Because it felt like, I'm not going to lie, it felt really special to me. And I always going to look back at this and be a special moment, bro. And like, I really appreciate it, bro. And what you're doing is really special, bro. Yeah, I make that means a lot from you. Seriously, I, oh, I really no. appreciate it. I'm just telling the truth, dude. I, it, me too, man, for real. I, I love the honesty and I appreciate you, you showing so much love and support for us uh, and, and taking the time, like I said. So people follow this man at uh, Heath240 on Instagram. All right. Yeah. Go check out Hometown Hero. Oh, no, it's yeah, Hometown Hero, correct? Yeah, the Hometown Hero. Spotify, that was his tape or his, uh, his project from last year, from 2019. Yeah. Go run up attention, man. That song is a killer. We will put that in the description for sure. It's on our yeah, bunch sure. of lists as well. Make sure that you go, uh, you run up those streams for, for this man here. And that's, that's a song that you, needs to be added to your summer playlist for sure. And, uh, and look out for what's to come from Heath, you know, with a little, maybe some yes. EPs and uh, yeah, visuals. Some which- small, e- small EPs, visuals. Uh, I'll say whatever. I, I, it's not like I'm like kind of anything. Like, but it's going gonna, gonna to be called Baldi. Okay, nice. The Baldi, Baldi Trilogy. Baldi Trilogy. You heard it here first. Nope. Turntable exclusive. We can't, wait to, we can't wait to hear it, man. And uh, push it. Heath, 240, everybody. 
thank you so much. And uh, I am Mike. Class is dismissed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm